My name is Lola Rapuzzo, and this is Media Delta. Hello. Uh, it is a special episode of Media Delta. We have hit the big one zero zero. Hooray. <laughs> um, yeah, we are, this is episode 100. And I felt for episode 100, you know, it's, you know, you hit 100, you got to do some big special thing. And one of the things that I was thinking of doing uh, was uh, there has been a movie that has come up multiple times throughout the years um, as a movie that is, I've noticed, specifically not my thing, uh, that being John Carpenter's The Thing, because I have mentioned several times throughout this thing, I'm not really a horror person. I'm also very much not a body horror person. And The Thing is kind of a quintessential body horror picture uh, like outside of maybe the Cronenberg stuff. Um, and I put it up on the retro and relief. So, hey, you get us get us. You fill out what we normally do for a relief and I will do a media delta. I will watch John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> and we hit that goal. So I watched John Carpenter's The Thing. And that is what we were talking about for episode 100 of Media Delta. Um. If you're not familiar with the thing, uh, the thing about the thing is that it is a uh, horror movie that is set. It's in Antarctica, right? Uh, yeah, the Arctic. Yeah, it's in the Arctic. Uh, and this base, this research base comes across this weird thing. There is a dog that enters the premises and it turns out there's something up with the dog. And that is. It ain't it's Airbud. Shot by Norwegians. Yeah. yeah. And if you know Norwegian, then you know the plot of the film five minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, none of us do. So I, I'll never figure out the plot. I know yeah. it in my heart, but only because I've watched this movie a billion times. Yes. Uh, it's a Mogus. Well, I, I really. Kind of the inspiration yes. for it. It yeah, is literally I, the inspiration. There's even in a map fucking based off it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's actually funny because technically this could have come up naturally for Media Delta because there's a PS2 game. Well, there is a that generation of game based on the, this movie, um, but we haven't done it first and we're just going on with it because this is, in fact, a movie worth talking about. Um, and I am not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm X and I want to be like you! <laughs> I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here for more meat noises and screaming than your average porno. Yes. Um, How long did you take to come up with that? I came up with that just now. <laughs> Wait, shit, I didn't have one. There we go, got it. <laughs> All right. Um, and to be fair, um, the PS2 game did get brought up, and that's, I believe, the first time you said, probably not because of your aversion to body horror. Yep. Um... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went ahead and like, um, we all watched it. Um, you two actually have watched this. You have mentioned this very liking this film. Uh, I think it's like my fourth time watching it. Yeah. I've um, lost count. <laughs> I've watched it so many times. So, um, I'm going to break tradition, uh, with this episode because normally I like to start out with someone who has not watched the film. And that's me this time. So I'm going to start this the discussion here uh, with what I thought about this movie. Um, 
So I'm familiar with I'm I'm I shouldn't say I'm super familiar with John Carpenter's work. I've seen a lot of his like quintessential hits or I've seen a good number of them. Southland Precinct 13 is probably my favorite. Uh, I've seen Halloween. Um, I think I've seen a couple of the Halloween movies that I'm not 100 percent certain if he worked on them. Um, but I think there was also um, I think I've seen an, a few others, but I can't. It it wasn't John Cart. No, that, I was about to say they didn't do The Shining. That was that was someone that was Kubrick. Um, yeah, that was but, a much worse person. Yep. Yes. Um, but I, from what I've seen of John Carpenter's work, uh, I like generally what he does. And I will say, uh, after watching this film, um, for those who are curious, um, I, <laughs> so there were some times that I did have to look away and mute this mute, the movie. Um, but those were times were not that basically it's the it's the things you'd expect when that would happen. Uh, this movie is incredibly gnarly uh, with, with its special effects. So, yeah, it's not, this movie's reputation definitely gets deserved in terms of like very gory special effects. Um, but outside of that, um, I will. It, it's actually kind of funny because there was like I was expecting there to be either two outcomes. Um, when watching this movie, it would either be something that like it just really wasn't my thing. And it's just like I just find it very weird or I just thought that it was OK or I thought or I liked it. Well, I liked it. Um, I don't really like I just thought this was a really good movie. Um, I don't really like it isn't or like it is definitely a horror film and it's definitely one that. Um, I probably like if if someone wanted me to like wanted me to watch it with them, like I would definitely do it, although it's not one that I'm probably going to go out of my way myself to watch again. But uh, that doesn't mean necessarily that I dislike the movie. I do think that this is a really from what I could tell is a very te like technically sound movie, like Andrew Barry technically. So and the story itself is really good, too. Um. It's just there are parts that I don't really want to look at again, um, even though some of the effects in it are a bit goofy sometimes. Like, uh, oh God, when there's like a scene, I forgot whose transformation, but there was one that was particularly wiggly. That was kind of funny. Like, I, I want to say it's like the second time that the monster shows up. I believe you're thinking of Palmer in the couch scene. Possibly, yeah. Okay, um, no, no. The favorite goofy one, though, is when they're doing going to check on the body. Like, the doctor's going to check on the body, puts his hand in, just gets fucking chomped off. That that one's funny, yes. Like, that one is quite goofy just with... The gut fucking opens up. It opens so up. <laughs> you know what, actually, the thing with the effect is, and I wonder if there was any... Uh, inspiration on it, but it really reminds me of is that one boss in uh, Zero Ranger uh, with the uh, the orbs that opens up into the mouth because the mouth kind of looks like the mouth from the thing. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, one of the more classic examples of a of a video game being influenced by a film was uh, 
Turok 2's cerebral uh, cerebral bore, which was in, uh, heavily uh, inspired by the uh, floating silver spheres from the Phantasm series. Alright. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's... That's a silly scene. Um, I actually really like the uh, one that was uh, when they do the blood. The blood uh, testing. Uh, that scene <laughs> itself... Actually, there's just one thing I did want to bring up. Which was um, the nice thing about the gory with the with like actually the the scene you mentioned with the CPR is like the one thing that I could think of that doesn't fit this. A lot of the really gory scenes in this movie are the you can kind of feel that they're coming. Um, you don't know when exactly, but you know it's like mm, I probably might want to mute. Um, because you can kind of tell when some there's just an atmosphere. Yeah, like something's about to happen. There's only one that really, I wouldn't say come out comes out of nowhere, but basically does, and that's the very first one. Yeah, uh, like the one with the dog. The one with the dog. That one I kind of knew. Well, oh, granted, I I had you kind knew because of, of outside knowledge. Yeah, you had, yeah. you had some foresight going in, but yeah, no, that I get. Also, kind of going back to the the CPR scene real quick. One of the reasons why I think that scene is so kind of goofy instead of creepy or terrifying is the practical effects used for that. If I remember correctly, it's um, the, the chest cavity just sort of disappears and then the teeth appear and chomp in. It's not a very smooth effect. So it's, it, it lends the, it lends it less credibility as a visual uh, as a visual part. Yeah, it's it actually also is a lot like I feel like from what I from what I saw of the other transformations, uh, it just feels like a lot of the things were a lot more um, kind of otherworldly. They, they they definitely feel a lot more alien, whereas that one just is like a human set of teeth. Yeah, like it's not like it's it's off putting, but it's also kind of campy almost like especially yeah. also when the dude's head it pops off. That one's also that effect also looks kind of silly. Um, but I think that it is just a really good it the practical effects in this movie are really good. Um, and also it's just a very it's a good tense in this movie. Like it really get nails that perfectly. Um, and I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I specifically wanted to say, but um. I know you two are fans of the thing, so uh, <laughs> who wants to go first in terms of uh, their thoughts? I'll I mean, let Max go because Axe probably has more to say on it. <laughs> um, me, which is like, I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the same way, uh, but I don't just like it. This is this is I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on uh, Retronic Rhapsody or previous media deltas, but I have said it in passing. And this is my favorite film. And I don't just mean as a horror film. This is literally my favorite film ever made. Right up there with like Princess Bride and Spirited Away. Very different types of films. But like when I think of my idea of a quote unquote perfect film, like I said, those are my three. Those are my three films that are just so far up at the top and nothing else really comes close to them. In terms of horror movies, there are a lot of really great horror movies. Um, but none of them ever really comes close to getting the exact feel that the thing does. The thing is about uh, 
being held in like closed quarters. It's about, you know, claustro- a claustrophobic type of horror. And not just that, but it, it also kind of helps breed a later genre of horror, which I just call round table horror or some, 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 some people call it single room horror. And it's a Amogus. type of horror. Yeah, basically. Um, and I mean, Among Us is a special, is a specific type of that kind of horror, which obviously the thing, you know, helped bring about. But um, there's another type of horror called single room horror, which is basically you get a bunch of people, you shove them in a room, and then you have them basically duke it out and figure out, like, there's movies like Exam, Circle, um, Platform 38, I think it was called. I was going to say, wouldn't The Cube be a good example of that? Or, like, Saw? It's multiple rooms, but technically Cube. Uh, Saw, again, depends on which one. The first one would technically count. Uh, to a degree, but it's not when I, when you think of like a single room horror, you're looking like, would you rather, um, technically cube exam, uh, the, uh, fuck it, what was it called? Uh, the sun, oh, it, had, four. it had a, it had a John C. McGinley in it, uh, Belco experiment, right? So it's a type of horror where you get a bunch of people, you shove them in a room and you know, the horror is seeing them rip each other apart it's it's all about you know man humanity's inhumanity and in this it's a lot it's less about man's inhumanity but more of man's nature of mistrust it's all about um paranoia um and not even conspiracy but just more of you know how can we trust that we are who we are let alone they are who they are and it builds on top of this on and essentially one of the key key scenes is uh Wilford Brimley discovering that oh shit this thing is on a cellular level it doesn't even just exist as separate parts it exists on a cellular level and if even one tiny speck of it gets out into you know the populace we're fucked um it's an interesting film and it's a really cool take on horror where the horror itself isn't just the creature. It's what the creature could do. Um, most horror tends to kind of confine, like tends to kind of confine stuff to a certain area and it never really worries about it getting out of that area. Like um, the hatchet series, for example, all take place in a swamp in new Orleans. So it's never really worried about getting them out. I think few, a very, very few horror films really, uh, play with this uh the one that comes to mind is jason takes manhattan uh friday the 13th part eight i think um but other than that like horror movies really just like to confine their horror to a single location and this is one of those few that actually plays with the idea of what if the horror got out what if it got into the population and that's a key driving point for the the paranoia because then Blair just starts wrecking shit and everybody thinks that he's going to try to kill them when he's actually trying to save them. So there's lots of neat little layers to not just the, the, the chemistry between the actors, which is spot on in almost every single case, but every actor, every character has a specific role and they all play it really, really well. Um, the, there's, there's not too much of a soundtrack, but what's there really, I think, adds to the atmosphere and it it enhances the scenes that it's in uh even the clever use of a stevie wonder song uh superstitious and they they did the right you know you know you get the right lyrics in you play them um but it's all of it kind of leads up to signposting its way to the first horror and then into the next horror 
And um, like you said, there's a little there's an, an air to those scenes. There's kind of this feeling like, yeah, it's about to happen. And that's another part of why this is such an effective horror film, because it doesn't just throw you into the horror. It builds you up to it and it lets you know it's common. You don't know when, but it's common. And you're not quite sure how it's going to happen because each incident is different from the last. The first was tentacles and tendrils and, you know, absorption and, you know, things like that. And then the next one, uh, the, one of the next ones is the, the mouth opening on the hands. Another is just the person's head splitting open and, you know, eating another person uh, bit by bit in front of everybody. Like there's different ways that it manifests. So you get thrown off guard, even though you know it's coming because you don't know how it's coming. And that and that, again, is a good example of horror is keep the keep the audience guessing, you know, prepare them, but get them guessing. So you can still kind of kick them off guard when you when you come to the actual the actual scene. And sometimes some movies get to get to have this. Some movies do not. This movie has a nice, ambiguous ending with with some. With some, you know, clues strewn about some movies don't get to some movies don't, you know, deserve that kind of ending. Uh, but this one absolutely earns it. It's a very, very grim, but mildly hopeful kind of ending to the film. Um, and I, you go back to the acting, like even in the cheesiest moments, this, everybody's really doing a good job. Um, they got they got a good cast. They picked a really good cast for this film. And it's a good example of how John Carpenter really knew how to uh, how to get everybody together and, you know, achieve like it's again, you go back to Halloween, like they're both really great examples of how John Carpenter is a phenomenal writer and director. Um, and I'd love to see him do do more stuff like this, uh, you know, but um. Yeah, no, I just I, I love this. I love this movie. And there's like it from the casting to the writing to the actual horrors itself to the, the work of Rob Bottin, who is the special effects uh, guru for this film, who also uh, did the special effects for Michael Jackson's thriller. Um, and I believe he also did the special effects for American Werewolf in London. Uh, I could be wrong on that one, but I'm pretty sure he was. He's 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 right up there with Tom Savini. Just amazing practical effects. Uh, a little questionable looking blood here and there, but you know this was back in the back. You know before they they actually perfected you know fake blood and all that. So they were they, they what they had going for them just it, it just I works out really well. Food dying corn syrup. It's so obvious. It's so painfully obvious. But it's what we had back then. You go back to watch. Um, Herschel Gordon Lewis films. That's some ugly looking blood. That is that is some trash level splatter. But it's what they had at the time. And uh, I, I think I think I think the whole team, you know, top to bottom of this film, knocked it out of the park. Okay, but what? It's a shame that it barely broke even. Oh yeah, no, it was a um, it was kind flop. of a yeah, it was kind of a commercial uh, commercial flop. And it wasn't until it was brought out on home video that it developed a cult following and actually, you know, made back what, what they had spent. Um, it's also uh, a huge sore point for uh, for uh, Carpenter. 
Uh, it's been brought up to him a number of times, and he's always responded in the negative because it didn't work out when it came Especially out. Because it is his favorite film that he's worked on. <laughs> it's my favorite but, uh, film of his. <laughs> so to clarify, the reason it flopped isn't because it was bad or necessarily because of critical reception. It's because it released on the same day as Blade Runner. It was yeah. also competing against E.T. around the same time. Yeah, so that was the other thing, too, is E.T. was popular at the time. And with this film, uh, audience weren't audiences didn't really react well to it because of E.T. Because E.T. was this family-friendly, sort of uplifting story. And in this other one, you've got this alien that's running amok and killing everybody. So, like, the, the, two, th- the two thoughts aren't jiving together. So that, that actually did lend to it not, you know, doing all that hot. Which it is a huge thing. The same day as Blade Runner. Yeah. I mean, on top I of that, it's... it was that year, Cohen and Poltergeist, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, all came out as well. It was, on, on top of that, there wasn't great marketing. It, basically, yeah. it's not that it was a bad film, it's just this whole mess of other problems yeah. happened. Yeah, it was a very good movie year, is the yeah. thing. Yeah. And I mean, in my in my case, I would have I prefer the thing to Blade Runner, but I I kind of like them both. I kind of yeah. like them both. I mean, I don't I don't dislike it. I just don't like it as much as the thing. <laughs> it's yeah. the thing. They're both solid films, but, you know, that that unfortunately was the case. And but luckily, luckily, uh, it gained a cult following and people started to see its, you know, its potential and its value. Uh, and then we got a really mediocre <laughs> video game adaptation out of it that takes up almost all of your memory card for one save. Yay! That's all I got to say. All right. Sharpo, uh, what did you think? I, li- I like it. It's a good movie, and you should watch it. <laughs> I, don't know, just the, the, I don't know why, but the way you said that just reminded me of like a G.I. Joe Fensler film character. <laughs> I like it. Stop falling down, though. Uh, I like it. It was good. It's it's a good movie. Um, Axe honestly said the lion share, and so did uh, Lolo. But honestly, I kind of intended for that anyway. <laughs> I think it's a really good. Sh- I, I thought it was a very good movie. Uh, the casting was absolutely stellar. The acting was great. Um, it was very. Carpenter was very good at setting up all the suspense because it is a movie that lives and dies by its suspense. The horror, like the the jumps and all that are good, but they would not work without it. Yeah. But it it's very good use of it, except for maybe a couple times, like the hands in the gut, though that was more of an effects issue, which caused a tragedy, actually. Yeah, but, that, yeah. But and then the other one, I would say the only one that really sticks to me is like really egregious is at the end when they split up despite knowing they shouldn't split up. Um, also, Do the uh, dumb. yeah, also, I thought that the last time that you see the like the thing, um, actually was like its worst looking form, like Which it didn't, that? that's when the one where. It, yeah. It's at the very end when it's uh they throw the stick of dynamite at it. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're fuck just you looks, too. Yeah. It just looks like a normal monster. Like, yeah, the thing generally works better when you can't see a whole lot of it. It 
You know, yeah. it, it's like the the thing with um, Dragon Ball Z villains where it like all the like early transformations like sell uh, like look all cool and like alien. And then you get the perfect version. And it just looks like a just dude a dude with a funky hat and a tail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, it's, it's that just another too. Toriyama dude. But like it worked when it was most unsettling because it was just strictly body horror as opposed to just a meat mutant. Yeah. yeah. Like when the fucking dog's face rips open is really good. Mm. And but, and the yeah. dog scene is very, a very, that's a very mean scene. It's probably like the meanest scene in the film. Uh, yeah. Directly. It's, it's a hard watch because it's, you know, you're watching dogs get murdered like and watching them but get absorbed. But it is absorbed. also very graphic and very well done. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah. Up for the rest so of when you just get the meat mutant at the end, it's not as impactful. But I, I still think it's really good. Um, I think the ending is very good. And apparently there was a different ending that was originally intended that was not as good. Yeah. Um... Because, yeah, there was like original. Was it the original cut that they basically what would happen is at the very end, you would see a scene of like just people walking around in Chicago. But there's like a red filter on it. Now, that was the ending. I don't remember what cut it was for, but yeah, I think it was like a working thing. But yeah, no, it's. Uh... And yeah, the, the quick thing about the tragedy is that basically uh, for the arms bit, when the dude gets his arms bit off, they had a double who. Uh, had prosthetics basically because he didn't have his own but the problem is um that scene in filming it uh basically caused him to relive his trauma and he eventually committed suicide yeah that uh, that's that's not good <laughs> kind of a, a, a manos situation yeah it's very sad to be fair the manos thing was a very different beast I mean, the, the causes were different, but the, the result was sadly the same. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it's 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 a good movie. I, I think it's a very good watch. I think uh, it's an interesting setting. I love Alaska. Excuse me. I mean, the Arctic. <laughs> Look, and all of the people doing very smart things you should do in the fucking middle of the Arctic, like running out without any fucking protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I think it's a very good movie. Very well done. Uh, good horror. Very, very good. And I think it's honestly one of the best of its kind, if not the best. I, I would personally say it's the best, but... Yeah. I like... Because I, I have IMDb up in case I needed or needed to reference anything. And I have to look at the um the goose, the goose section. And uh, really does not seem to like the uh, knife... Uh, blood test section yeah, because it fucking cut your thumb. It also they share the same knife. Yes. Yeah, that would taint the results. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, to be fair, like, they only shared a knife once the uh, up until something went wrong. Yeah, it's it it yeah. It's also something that's like hey, it it's a horror movie. Just just. But also, don't cut your fucking thumb. Yeah, don't, That's, yeah. I mean, don't cut anything, but especially don't cut your thumb. I'm trying, I'm saying, if you're trying to get blood, don't cut your fingertips. There's a lot of nerves there. Yeah. Uh, it, yes. 
Like, I feel like that, like, it's actually kind of funny that, like, that's one of the harder scenes to watch in this movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help the way some of them go at it with the knife. Yeah. Ugh. Well, part of that is, is um, and it's just like with a lot of different horror films, it's it's not the stuff that's outlandish and over the top that'll really get you. It's the stuff no, it's that's the more that's realistic. Relatable. Yeah, it's the yeah. relatable shit. The grounded stuff. The grounded stuff's the stuff that'll get you every time. I have a literal scar on my thumb from a knife. Mm. The way it went at it was a bit different. I'm not going to talk about it because I'm pretty sure I've made Lolo uncomfortable with it before. But yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't fillet your thumb, chat listeners. Actually, no, it was it wasn't it was someone else. I, I've made multiple. People I don't like it, it, but it's it's not. Yes, worst I've had is a I went fishing and I got a fish hook stuck through my thumb. That okay? Oh, no. Yeah, that that's not not yeah. quite the same, but you know, I, I won't talk about it on here. But yeah, no, my point is. Fine. It is relatable horror that is the most uncomfortable, and that is the knife scene, but in general, it's... I Watch the movie, is, is yeah. what I'm gonna say. If you haven't mm-hmm. watched it, if you have watched it, watch it again. Fucking A. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I feel also, like... Good. Keith David and Kurt Russell fucking fantastic in that film. Yes. Uh, everyone, yeah, as we mentioned, everyone, like, it's... A lot of people were like, wow, it's weird seeing a younger Wilford Brimley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, it is, it is weird. It's because uh, also like there is a very much a oh, hey, it's that guy. Uh, Charles Hallahan is in this movie. Um, who There's a handful of them that are yeah. hey, that guy. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Gary's eyebrows. God, they were incredible. Fluffy eyebrows. So fluffy. You could get lost in those eyebrows. Yeah. Wait. Hold, okay. No, I just realized I think I might know where. I think I might know where. Either way, watch the no. movie, everyone. Okay. Watch it. Watch the thing. It's okay. Good. I watch thought, the thing. I thought that Gary like, was the guy who played the president in Hot Shots Part New, but. The, the, the it's 80s not. thing, not the other thing. Oh, I know who you're. T- yeah, no. And then someone else, different- actually. Only, only watch no. the 80s thing. He was the um, he was the sniffing glue guy from Airplane. Yes, yes. Now that, yes. Picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying though. Right. Only watch the 80s thing. Yes, yes. There um, was a um. 2011, 2011, I think. 2011, yeah, there's a 2011 remake or reboot or prequel. Don't remember what it is. Honestly, don't care because I heard it was crap. It's not worth watching. Also, it does bear mentioning. It does bear mentioning that this is not an original idea per se. Uh, there was a story uh, written, I believe, in 1955 by... Uh, Some dude. Uh, James Campbell, I believe. John W. Campbell Jr. John John Double Campbell Jr. Blah, blah. And anyway, it was, what Lolo said. It was called it, Who Goes There? Um, yes. Actually, it came out, uh, the original version of it came out in 1938. 38. Um, and then uh, it was originally written as sort of a short story uh, with a slightly different ending. Uh, a number of years later, after uh, he had passed away, uh, some of his works were sent sent to um, I can't remember where exactly, but uh, they discovered that there was a full novel version of it called Frozen Hell, uh, which expands a lot on the ideas. 
But what we got originally was a movie called The Thing from Outer Space, which is a very loose adaptation. And technically, on a on a technical level, uh, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982, is a... Um, a second uh, adapt is, is, the, is the second adaptation is also considered sort of a uh, a remake of the thing from outer space. I don't agree with that, but whatever. Um, and the thing actually hues way closer to the original story. I don't have a whole lot more. That was I just thought that was an interesting factoid that bears Watch the movie. Was- yep, it's good. All right, incredibly good film. I think we're good to rank them. Uh huh. All right, so we're going to rank this even on our 1 to 21 scale of absolute, 1 being absolute Massacraft really cannot get much better than that. Uh, to 21 being absolute garbage, not even, like, worth ironically, like, it, you get very little enjoyment out of it. So on a technical level, I have to ask this. Uh, you know, I'm just going to have both of you <laughs> say it at the same time. So, <laughs> 3, 2, 1. 1. one. Yeah. That's There's no I, question. It's without a fucking doubt this is a one. Yeah. because It, it is, fits all the criteria, and also it's really fucking good. Oh shit, Patrick, yeah, I can bring up my questions. <laughs> I mean, the other thing, too, to mention is, is it's it's one of its you know counterparts, Alien. Uh, one of our biggest criticisms was not that it was long, but that it didn't properly utilize the time. Not long into the film of the thing you get the thing like it brings you right into the horror it doesn't wait halfway through the film to get you going it gets you going and then you just follow them between each horror yeah uh, actually what the dog doing <laughs> actually what? no it, it like it takes a little bit to establish the cast but it makes very good use of that time yeah, yeah. Like, and even like that set. That intro bit, even that is still pretty solid. Well, yeah, because they already get the movie like they already get things moving with the Norwegians going after the dock. Yeah, like Alien, it it introduces the characters, but we don't really get much to go. Like things don't happen around them. They're just sort of dilly dallying until finally the horror happens. Whereas in the thing, there's stuff that's happening constantly. Very character driven. Yes. Actually, so let's just go through the questions. Uh, so I believe number one, because uh, actually, uh, thanks to Notepad++, I think it might have eaten the file again, but I remember him this time. Um, does this rank uh, in the top 1% of its genre? Yeah. Without a doubt. It is. Un- unquestionable. I would agree with that. Does this rank within 5% of all me- all movies? 100 yeah. percent yeah yeah easily uh does it and you just you does it utilize on like most of it like does it use good does it make good use of its runtime yes 100 percent. which is yes, a slightly longer than normal movie because it's almost it's, it's not like two hour hours 50 yeah it's just a few minutes shy of two hours but even then yeah. like it doesn't really feel like that no because there's there's a also, I want to say, like, it's not always pure tension, because otherwise pure tension would wear you the fuck out. Yeah. But it, it makes very good use of that time spreading, like, tension throughout and the occasional scare and then balancing them very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does this have... 
Would you say that it's a little bit it, like, does this go outside of um, a film that not just horror film, like horror people can enjoy? I don't know. What Here. do you think, Lolo? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're literally the proof here. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for the, the for the record, um, I would I am uh, I would am fine with one. Um, I'm just putting my thing just here. since I, I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking it's definitely I would see it anywhere one to five. Um, but definitely I am fine with one. Um, but let's just go through the motions. So the other movies that we have in one are Die Hard, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Redline, Robocop, The Addams Family. Um, just to also put the C, what do we have at two? Um, we have Alien, Aliens, Commando, Hardcore Henry, Pat Labor, the early days, Pat Labor, the movie, Secret of Nim, The Slayers, and um, Vampire Hunter Deep Bloodlust. Um, I would be fine saying that the thing is above all of those movies at two. The only one that I um, I would say is possibly in contention uh, is Alien. Uh, I That is probably the other horror movie that I would say um, I would enjoy. I do have to agree that I feel like the thing definitely uses its time a lot better than Alien. Um, Alien's really good, although I feel like the beat by beat bits of the thing are a little bit more interesting than Alien. Um, and Commando's like I, I personally I would rather watch Commando because it doesn't have a lot of body horror, but also <laughs> that's just me, and I can recognize that. Commando has some slight flaws to it. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's I mean, a great movie. If anything, the floor has to be two because there's no way that the thing is a worse film. Yeah. Or not as good as Alien. It is that, good, if not better. Alien yeah, or that, Aliens. They're both there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely see that two as the floor. Um, and there's no argument. I'm putting it in one. <laughs> It has to be a one. It, like before we even got together to watch it and record this, we all knew where it was going to go. Because yeah, we just I had mean, to go through the motions of me yeah. actually watching it. It's an iconic film for a reason. It's been uh, it's inspired so many other properties and it's been a, 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 a keystone to so many different, you know, to different genres as well as, you know, um, different types of media. So there's no way it could possibly be anything but one. Among Us. Yes. And, and um, Among Us isn't even the first one to do it. There was a... Oh, um, yeah. I, I remember there was a, a Half-Life mod. I forget the name of it. Oh. Um, Seven it something. Or is it say? Well, no, it's not... Um, It's not the specialist. What was... Shit. What was the one where there was like the super overpowered dude? There's like a person who was invisible or something. Yeah. They were like a, I don't remember the name of the mod. Yeah, uh, mean, Anners did it. Anners did it a couple of times. Did a couple of videos on it. That's gonna bug me. The hidden. Yeah. The hidden. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's the first one, but it's the first one I've ever come across that 
took the concept of of uh, of the thing and applied it to a video game. And there's others out there too, but again, that that's why this film so this film's just so fucking iconic. It's inspired, you know, in a, a genre of video game and helped lead us to another genre of horror. Yep. Yeah, I wonder if you could te- as I say, I wonder if technically you could say that uh the thing inspired mafia. Nope. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, know about that one. I I don't know about that one, yeah. Yeah, that one might be a stretch. Uh yeah, I was gonna say because like Mafia came out four years later, but it is a decidedly different setup. Yeah. Anyway, um yeah, so uh content wise, uh gore plus plus. Very much. Plus plus um, plus. Not just a plus. Um <laughs> other than that there really isn't anything else. It's just very gory. Yeah. Like there really isn't any problematic bits. I know, the black dudes don't even die first. Yeah. Um Yeah. So Anything we want to call out for music, cinema, or okay, music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, art. Uh, I feel like art has to be a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I and also the, the so I did want to call it the music thing specifically because it's actually something that we didn't mention. Or I know actually you mentioned the music itself, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's actually kind of interesting because John Carpenter is noted uh, like. I don't want to say notorious because I don't know if that's the right word, but is noted for um, doing his own soundtracks. Uh, this one did not have his own sound. He did not do the music for the thing. Uh, Ennio Morricone did the soundtrack, mm. who, if you're familiar with the soundtrack to um, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and if, like a lot of other films, uh, that's that's the composer for this. Uh, it's good, but not really noteworthy. Mm-hmm. It also yeah. lacks a lot of the style that Carpenter usually do yeah no casio look man carpenter helped inspire an entire modern genre of music all right Mm -hmm. look casios can be fucking good (laughs) i'm just saying it will sound like a casio and uh carpenter actually popularized the slasher genre which technically if you want to get you know pedantic started with psycho and then Halloween pretty much brought it into the mainstream, and that's where the slasher genre uh, started from. But I no, yeah, way. yeah, Carpent- Carpenter's Carpenter's uh, soundtracking it was is a notable one because, like, I mean, you got the Halloween theme, and then unfortunately with the thing, like, even though you c- you'll recognize the 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 theme to the thing, it doesn't stand out in the way that Halloween does. It's not something like. That you you can really like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not as iconic. Yeah. Um. Yes. Um. See, is there anything? Let's see. Um. I, mean, I, I guess ten- cinematography. Yeah, I was about to say that. I don't know if charm is really the right thing. Yeah, for charm it. isn't quite the word I would use for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's also like the action also is. I would say the writing is good. Yeah. Writing, yeah. Right, cinematography. I think that's probably music good. Music I'd leave alone. Yeah. yeah. The action was fine, but it wasn't the focus. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, a lot of the action is like, oh shit, something's happening, flailing the kind action of action, which is every time was very fast. Which is perfect, like it's good, but it's also it's a it doesn't make it a action. good action scene. It's the reactions yeah. are good. Um, yay or nay? I honestly the charms. Yeah, I really can't think of anything. Well, I guess uh, yay for length because it use, utilizes its time properly. I don't know if I do that per se because usually that's like. Hmm. Is there a Kurt Russell charm? There is not a Kurt Russell charm, <laughs> which is a missed opportunity. Exactly. Um, because I'm looking at, as I'm looking at the charms, and I really don't see anything. Yeah, like nothing that I would go off of what you have there. I think it's just a really good movie. <laughs> it's just a really good movie. So, I think I'm. I think we're good with that. Yay! John Carpenter's a thing. It is at one. Where uh, watch it. Once. If you have watched it, watch it again. Watch yep. the movie. All right. Oh, film. Well, oh, film. With that, um, that's going to do it for this episode. So, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yes, the Autistic Self Advocacy Network and your local Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Uh, please adopt, don't shop. And Torpo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter. And I would like to plug the hole in my gut that this, this horrible alien creature has created. Yeah, all the teeth. Got um, a lot of teeth, and they're not even mine. Chum, 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 chum. So. Um, here I will say is normally where I'd say what the next thing we're doing is, but, uh, at the moment, I'm actually not certain what the next thing we're going to do is. Um, in fact, uh, due to the way this is being released, two people here have not heard it because I haven't recorded it yet. Um, but, uh, if you have missed it, uh, by the time you were hearing this, uh, also, I guess the people who are <laughs> listening in the discord, um, I will have put out a update on the radio channel that is actually listed as a Hazeltown story episode uh, where I go over kind of it's right around the time that um, it's May. I think it will be released in May. If not, it will be released last week. No, it will be released last week of April, um, which is like this all like retro and grabs started around May. So that's kind of anniversary to that. Uh, so I'll have an update with how things are going um, we have that in which uh, the gist of what I'll say there is um, Media Delta will be Media Delta and Hazeltown story are both going to go on a small break. Uh, yeah. Hi, hiatus. Yeah. So there will for what would be two releases of Media Delta, at least uh, there won't be any releases. And it would unfortunately, it, it, there's not going to be anything to replace it. Um, because I want to, there are some things I've been wanting to focus on um, with the main Twitch channel. Uh, so I want to give myself some time to just not have to worry about anything else and just sit down and think. Also, now that we're at 100 episodes, I just want to sit down and just think about how what we've done throughout things. And I want to refresh the formula a little bit. So I'm giving myself a lot of time so that uh, when we come back, which we are coming back, um, that we can, you know, start a, 
kind of refreshed and, you know, kind of streamlined things. Season two? Two. Technically, at this point, I think it's three. That, well, I haven't done a season. Media Delta has been one thing. I haven't done seasons like Hazeltown Story. Um, season 69. Yes. Um, but yeah, there, there is going to be some delay. Uh, new in, season, new you. Uh, I I think I have a feeling I know what's go- what it's going to be based on what the poll. I do have a poll active in my Discord currently uh, to determine what it is and i think i know what's gonna win uh yeah so uh yeah but yes uh we're gonna be on hiatus so i will um i will not be seeing you in the next couple weeks but i will be back and i hope you tune in when we return if you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for media delta you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser if you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Puzzle, or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.